This is the new Blue Review with Benji Shulman. 101.9 High FM, and I'm very happy to say we have online with us, as we always do this time of the week, Rob Hutchinson from Dear South Africa. Rob, how are you doing? Very well in yourself, Benji. I'm doing fantastic. Thank you. Now tell us what are going on in Parliament. Uh, what should we be looking out for? I see some outrage uh, at how uh, the one of the issues that we spoke about a couple of weeks ago, which was input into the into the Treasury's bill. Some people not happy with some of the public participation around that. Lots of stuff on NHI, lots of stuff on land, lots of stuff on the traditional People's Act, all sorts of things. So that's just some of the stuff. Uh, but what else uh, can you can you tell us about? Oh, so much happening, B. The, the big thing right on right now is ESCOM's 38% uh, tariff increase request. So ESCOM have applied to NOSA for a 38.1% tariff increase, and that will be followed up by another increase next year. All of these are set to be to come in place in April of, of next year. And as you can imagine, South Africans are kicking up an absolute storm about this. 38% is is nothing to sniff at. It is rather a large increase, which most people definitely cannot afford. Yeah, absolutely, so uh, Rob. I imagine that 38% is, uh, it's not a pass mark, but uh, it, it certainly might <laughs> pass the mark, if you know what I'm trying to say. I think it's way past the mark, <laughs> yes. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, no, it is. It's the most people are, are citing um, unaffordability as their reason for objecting to that. And I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised they are. You know, we've seen so much money pumped into into our state-owned entity and nothing seems to solve load shedding or, or the corruption that exists within it. So will throwing more money at the problem help? Probably not. Perhaps we need to look at an alternative measure where the public are allowed to generate their own electricity and then feed it back into the grid. Which brings up another point. The, uh, they've also proposed a tariff on solar. So if you have solar installed, then you have to pay a minimum tariff, which can be up to 940 rand, which is nothing to sniff at either. Okay, so that's fabulous. So uh, they want to charge us more, and then if you can charge your own uh, money, uh, if you can do your own thing, well, then they'll charge you for that as well. Absolutely. That seems to be the way that ESCOM operates these days. But, yeah, let's see what we can do about that. There's no doubt that public participation will affect it. It has uh, brought down tariff applications in the past. Previously, ESCOM did apply for a significant amount. I think it was 20, around about 28% as well. And also only granted them a 9% increase after, after 60,000 people had their say and complained about unaffordability. So there's no reason public can't do it again. We should see a great take up from the public on that. And then public pressure will adjust that from 38% down to hopefully a lot less. Some well, other stuff on the go, Benji. Okay, There's so I mean, a... so so if you if you let's just not uh, not to jump the gun here, <laughs> Rob. If you want to char- if you want to uh, be part of a conversation, whether you like the idea of charging thirty eight percent and having your solar, then uh, you should definitely um, you should definitely make sure that you comment. <laughs> without a doubt, without a doubt, as as I said. 
public uh, comment and pressure has definitely made a change in the past, so they, it definitely can do it again. All right, so that's uh, that's on that. Now, uh, important. another important one that is coming up, Rob, is the Electoral Amendment Act. Uh, I did speak about this last week in your absence, but it's quite a complicated issue. Basically, revolves around the importance of independence, or the ability, rather, of independence to actually run for, for government in, in the national elections, because currently you sort of have to run as a political party. And uh, this has created something of a bit of a stir because it's uh, the, there's some issues around it uh, with, with how the parties are approaching it and the timing and all sorts of things. So, so give us some input there. Oh, absolutely, Benji. It's been going on for quite a while. Um, in fact, I'd say since about June 2020, Constitutional Court, there was actually a case in Constitutional Court and the Constitutional Court ruled that the Electoral Act is unconstitutional as it didn't allow for independent candidates to contest in national elections and provincial elections, which is a bit of a problem, as the Constitution states that anyone can can run for for president and for be elected into office. So the, the Constitutional Court ordered that the uh, Constitution, I mean, the uh, Electoral Act be amended, which brought about this Electoral Act Amendment Bill. It's been it's gone through Parliament quite a few times, um, not with much not with much success at all, and that has it, it seems to be hitting a a wall within political parties and members of Parliament as well. I think the fear here is that independent candidates or the idea of independent candidates running at a national level will break apart parties. There's been a lot of talk about party a breakaway from the ANC or the DA or other parties and no doubt this allowing independent candidates to run will will make that problem make that problem worse um, it'll give uh, individuals who are not happy with the way their parties run an opportunity to set up their own party uh, or set up or run as individuals themselves no doubt in much the way that Cope broke away from the ANC. This will cause individuals splintering up uh, bigger, bigger parties as as we go. So, there's been a bit of a kickback from Parliament. Also, Parliament has been dragging the heels, getting this through. The Constitutional Court did place a deadline on on when the the amendment should happen and be ratified. However, they've now granted an extension on on that. Uh, another six months because obviously Parliament has been dragging their feet. But it, many civil society organizations have uh, raised points and uh, issues with the, the current bill, which has prompted this latest amendment where they've uh, where the committee has actually changed a few of the clauses and brought them in line. But not all of them are in line with exactly what civil society Wants. So some, some of the clauses and some civil society organizations see some of the clauses as still unconstitutional. But however, the committee has put it out, out for public comments to get further feedback. And then after the feedback, it will go through another, another iteration and more than likely be placed before Parliament for discussion. Well, Once there, again. there you go. We're talking to Rob, Hot, Rob Hutchinson today. He is from Dear South Africa. And I'm Benji Shulman on 101.9 High FM. This is the New Blue Review with Benji Shulman. 101.9 Chai FM. That's right, friends. You just heard an Emirates advert flying to Tel Aviv um, on 101.9 Chai FM. 
We do live in remarkable times, which is why we're talking to a remarkable person, Rob Hutchinson. What can we expect later on this week? Oh, lots as well. Again, Benji, <laughs> there's a remarkable amount of, of bills on, on the go in, in Parliament and many opportunities for the public to, to have their say. I mentioned earlier on during, during the week that there's about 50 bills currently in front of Parliament, all of which have to be done and seen to and addressed before the end of the year. And no doubt there's a big scramble. You know, Parliament has a, a set timetable at the beginning of the year on what they have to get out by the end of the year. And as we've seen, they always leave things to the last minute. So over December, or from now until December, we'll see a flood of bills going out for, for public comment. Everything from climate change to environment to constitutional changes to expropriation, absolutely across the board, security, uh, land, absolutely everything will be, will be coming up on, on the table right now. Well, we're certainly going to be keeping an eye on that. Rob Hutchinson, thank you for joining us. If you want to comment on any of those bills, you can go to Dear South Africa uh, um, and website page and, uh, and, and, and comment there, right, Rob? Absolutely. Very easy to do so. It's dearsouthafrica.co.za. Or if you go, just click on there, click on latest campaign, select the campaign you want to, want to comment on and take two minutes out of your, out of your day to enter your details definitely put a comment and it'll be sent directly to Parliament. There we go, Rob Hutchinson joining us. Thanks so much, Rob. He is from Dear South Africa. And just taking us back to our discussion about Wits University, we have a very awesome uh, SMS. So thank you from Ida saying, in my last year at Wits in 1965, I was rag royalty, uh, which uh, I'm assuming is referring to the rag celebration that they always have at Wits University. And they did. They revived the rag parade um, this uh, this year for the centenary. And Ida says that we went to Vitz on Friday to look around, especially at Sunnyside, the original woman's residence where I lived for three years, which is a fantastic way, I think, to end the show. Thank you, Ida, for sending that to us and sending us that memory. And thank you to everyone uh, who listens. Thank you to the whole team who puts this together every single week. We have Mashadi on the production. We have got Vusi on the sound. And we've got Craig who pushes all the big red buttons. And we've got you, dear listener, who joins us every single week on the new Blue Review. And do join us again next week on FM, we've got uh, a great discussion that we're going to be having uh, about Jan Smuts and his role in the First World War with Major David Katz. So I'm looking forward to that already, and we will definitely chat to you then.